Hello, how are you doing? I'm Craig Parkinson. You are listening to the Two Shot Podcast. Sit yourself down, pop the kettle on. We're going to have a nice old chat. Who's it with this week? I'm going to tell you right now. This is a little special TSP, um, and I'm going to give you a bit of background of why I wanted to do it. On Monday last, I was looking on social media, and I'd heard that Alra, the drama school, had just closed its doors, and uh, as ever with social media, you need clarity you can't really go off what people are saying. So um, I got in touch with a few students and we started talking and I said, well, why don't we have a little Zoom call and we can hear how it is from the students, how you're feeling and what's going on, um, just so there's no, you know, there's no allegations, there's no Twitter pylons, I mean there's probably going to be but that's nothing to do with us Um, I think it's really important just like normal episodes, you know um, it's not the printed word, it's not the social media word, it's how people are feeling and what is going on and this is what's going on from three third year students from our north I was lucky enough uh, to speak to uh, Sky, Jenny, Vicky, and Liam. Um, we all hooked up over soon, and we had a little talk. And I think it's really heartfelt and really important to hear after the two years um, that they've been training over Zoom now to have the doors closed on their drama school training and what's going on next. Um, and so that's what we did. And so I recorded it. And it's a little TSB special. This is the Two Shot Podcast with Liam, Jenny, Vicky and Sky from Alra. Enjoy. <laughs> um, so this is a bit of a special podcast, really, because, uh, well, first off, could you introduce yourself? <laughs> Hi, I'm Sky. I'm a third year Alra North student. Uh, I'm Jenny. I'm also a third year Alra North student. And I'm Vicky and I'm also a third year Alra North student as well. And obviously I reached out to see if we could have a little chat and um, hear from students of exactly what's been going on this week instead of reading the endless tweet threads. So we had some Shocking news. Well, certainly you had some extremely shocking and devastating news to add on to two years of stress and worry this Mm. week. Um, Can you just explain to the listeners exactly what you found out? Um, So basically on um, Monday morning, we received a text message at about 9.15 
Um, and it's like a round robin text that got sent from Alra to all students. The last time we received a text message from it was actually when we were asked to go to the theatre to go home because of COVID in the first lockdown. So, I mean, I straight away was like, oh, this isn't this is something that's not good. Um, but then we it said that the email that we received should have arrived at 9 a.m. It didn't. It arrived at 9.30 after the text message. Um, and the email that was sent to us was basically just saying that Alra has run out of money and will cease teaching as of the 4th of April 2022 and that all staff have been made redundant. And the doors were shut. Yeah, there there were documents within the email which we didn't read straight away because obviously it was like shock horror sort of thing and it didn't explain the things that were being put in place for us and the offer from Rose Bruford so at first everyone literally completely panicked because in the main email body it didn't talk about Rose Bruford at all Um, and so that was something that didn't we didn't even know about until even a few hours later because obviously everyone was panicking I mean I called St Mary straight away so she was our awarding body. So was there any warning signs for you or anything? Or was this just out of the blue, complete shock? I feel like there was some warning signs. because what in, in what way? Because basically I'm on the student council this year. So um, we had a meeting recently, probably like a week or two before this had happened. And we th- there's been lots of things that have happened. Like, for example, there's been a couple of incidences where we've been in rehearsals and basically we've been pulled out of rehearsals and been asked to pay our fees. Um, and if we didn't pay, so there was an incident where it was a Friday and they basically said to us, if you don't pay your fees by Monday, then you're being suspended from the course and you won't be able to come into Alra. Um, and obviously the, the the money that they're asking us for isn't £50. It's like thousands of pounds oh. to be paid over a weekend. And yeah, obviously cause quite unduly stress to people that are in all the years, but also we were in our third year productions at the time and doing um, rehearsals for that. So it was a bit, um, yeah, it was a bit out of the blue. Um, and also some people had paid them and they just didn't know where the fees, had, where the funds had gone. They couldn't trace the funds. So people were also like, well, I've already paid. Why are you chasing me for this? So there was that. So when we went into the council meeting, a couple of us were saying like, can you please be transparent with us? Like, obviously there's a problem. It feels like things are going wrong. It feels like Aura has no money. They weren't employing any full-time members of staff. Um, there was an, an extension due to happen in the Aura North building that ceased to be. It was going to happen and then COVID happened and then they said, yeah, yeah, it's going to happen, but it never really went any further than that. So there was a lots of things around money where we were just like can you just be honest with us and tell us where you're up to like can you communicate this with us and the response was always no no it's fine things are moving forward we're just having a restructure at the minute we're just trying to find new staff members and so actually when it happened I think everyone was shocked but I think it then kind of clicked into place when we were like ah right okay that makes sense now and it just feels a bit of a shame really because it's like you know, there's a lot of people that could have done more with, like, if we had more time, we could have been more prepared prepared for it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it was just a bit disappointing, really. And 
all that money that they were chasing from from all the students that's gone that's it's not there now is it so where is it where where's where's all that money gone i mean have you managed to dig a little deeper have you managed to speak to any of the affected staff um well we had a conversation with um rose bruford last night who are the institution who's taking over and they're going to continue the teaching for the students who are currently at Alra. Um, and basically the deadline, I think, for the summer term payment was the 1st of April. So people who have paid on that date and I think maybe a few days prior have had their summer term payments bounced back to them. Right. But people who have paid before yeah. the deadline, weeks or months before in advance, um, have been told that they now won't be receiving that money back. Um, so Rose Bruford's payments are actually less than Alra's term payments. So the people who will be transferring over to continue their teaching will pay less than they originally were due to pay. Um, so they've had their summer term payments bounced back. They'll pay less than they were originally due to. But the people whose payments are lost now are just paying more for for no reason that especially the gone. especially for the south-based students because their fees are higher than yeah. the north which is what makes the north so accessible for so many people <laughs> is that it is something that people can generally try and see if they can do because of the scholarships because of um how much like how much cheaper it is than the south even with student finance that like I use my maintenance loan to pay for the course and then I work to be able to afford to pay for my rent and bills so um, and I couldn't do that in London I couldn't do that in London so no, no. that's someone from the south coming up north do you know what I mean yeah um, I just want to welcome Liam who has joined us in the meeting hello Liam just to let you know this uh, meeting's being recorded for the podcast because we're just going to have a bit of a discussion uh, and get some clarity on the situation. Um, how are things with you, Liam? Hi, uh, yeah, I'm wearing these gloves today. I'm mid-stage uh, combat course this week. <laughs> um, just so you know. Um, yeah, I'm... Obviously, it's just a lot of... Uh, a lot to process, a lot of things to think about. Um, a lot of things, like Sky said, like falling into place. So you're like, ah, okay, this makes sense. And then also kind of those realisations of, or we kind of maybe knew this all along. Like we always felt like there was something wrong, there was something going on, and um, that's you know something might happen, but to have it happen so suddenly and like so completely, mm. um, you know, a Monday morning as well, like which just seems like a a very interesting choice of of time uh, to to choose to do that um, was obviously just wild. I mean, I received the text message I don't know how, how much this happened for other people I've spoken to a few people but I received the text message just as I woke up saying that we would have had we had a really important email but the email hadn't come through yet yeah so um I've been so obviously I've been looking at this kind of text message for like 20 minutes thinking like <laughs> where is this email have I not received this email and then the email came so you know the ordering of even even the ordering of that in itself is quite telling of the like it's a very a microcosmic kind of viewpoint of, of what we've experienced this whole time of just the things coming at the wrong order things being poorly communicated constantly um and that kind of goes across our whole journey really it's felt like that but 
this, you know, they, they've just kind of got more and more extreme as they've gone yeah. on. Um, and obviously this is, um, this is obviously, obviously affected everyone. There's been a lot of other instances like throughout our journey where it's affected specific years or specific people. Um, but obviously this affects literally everyone, which is in a way like a shared devastation, a shared um, kind of trauma in a way, if, if, if that's how we want to put it. But also the other side of that is that then the unity that's come out of that, I don't know how much like, has been said about, but the, the, obviously the response online from yourself, from um, so many people, like I saw a tweet uh, from Anna Jordan, the playwright, brilliant playwright. She was absolutely on one like from the very from, from the off and yeah just to see responses from people we knew people we didn't know you know um from all walks of kind of uh the creative industry um like reaching out trying to understand what was going on trying to help out felt in a time where we've kind of often felt abandoned i think or neglected in a lot of ways and there's a bit of push and pull with that. I'm sure people would argue staff and students alike, um, but never like we really fully were getting or got what we went for. Like it felt for a long time we were paying for and being very cleverly told. And I don't know how much the staff had to do this, you know, from higher up, um, but cleverly being told that, you know, staff were overworked. People were off sick all the time. There wasn't enough funding you know um and and all this stuff and obviously we we had so much sympathy for that we obviously understand people are, are going to get ill people are being overworked that's that's obviously something we always took into account but to then be like from a you know from a really kind of straightforward point of view if we're paying so i don't know if it's been mentioned but we have to pay on top of the student loan so the student loan that we get from the government doesn't cover the entirety of the course. Mm. So per year, we're paying like close to four grand or just over four grand extra a year. Right. Um, so it's that's out of like our money as well. So like I personally worked for three years to save up before coming to drama school. And obviously now that money is not only kind of being given to us in finance, but we've had to pay out like thousands of pounds that for some people... We don't know where that's gone. Well, it's a lot um, of money. It's a lot of money to to be yeah. spending around and finding for, and and then for yeah. to be lost. And now, uh, you know, the thing you, you know, you talk about uh, support and solidarity. I mean, everybody knows that the first hurdle is actually getting into drama school because it's it's really tricky and it's a lot of people's hopes and dreams and it, you know loads of people don't even get in but then once you're there it's about staying there and supporting yourself yeah. financially and emotionally as well and that's why you know everybody's sort of shown that online support you know I know I've spoken to a good friend of mine who is casting director and she's told me that the casting directors guild are having a meeting about what they can do to support and and help at this time as well which i think is fantastic but it still sort of poses the question yes i know right so where we are now rose bruford are saying right you can come and train with us right but now they're not doing that for free obviously 
then people are now going to have to pay. Some are going to have to pay again. And now what is going to happen to those students whose money hasn't bounced back and they, you know, they simply don't have it to hand? The Rose Bootford have made sure that students won't have to pay again. If, if payments have gone through for the summer term and haven't bounced back, then they won't be, they won't be charged. They won't be asked by Rose Bootford to pay anymore, which is, Oh, this is brilliant news. Well, that's that's one. This is this is why I wanted to to talk about this to get clarity on the situation because it's it could be so misleading online. But to hear it mm. from from yourselves, the students who are at the forefront, is really important. So, do you think most students are going to be okay? Are they going to be fine w- with regards to carrying on the train? Go on, Vicky. We going to say. <laughs> no, I was going to say, do you want to go, Sky? You've not spoken for a little while. <laughs> like, I, I think in general, it seemed very scary at the beginning. But I do think that Rose Bruford are doing what they can to make it accessible for us. So they're hoping to, I mean, logistically, they're not sure. that they're, They were very honest with them. They said they're not, they're not sure right now of all the questions. But what they can say is... They're hoping that they can still utilise the building at our north and they're looking at whether or not at our south they'll be able to utilise that building or whether or not it'll be somewhere close by. So at least people people were worried that we'd have to relocate down to, to which, Rose Bruford. Which was going to be one of my next questions, yeah. Yeah. But actually, they're going to hold the buildings if they can. Definitely our north, but maybe our south. Um and they will basically run the courses as in our curriculum. So the ALRA curriculum is going to be run as closely as can be. So we'll still be doing the same things that we w- would have been doing in the same buildings that we were in. But it'll either be teachers from Rose Bruford or freelance tutors. I mean, I, I think there is even discussion of some of our old tutors coming back within the fold you, under the Rose Bruford banner, but I don't know whether or not, I don't know whether or not what conversations they are, because I think I think you're going to say, Vicky, about them. Yeah. Well, because they've been made redundant, obviously, through the through this process, obviously, normally that would mean that you couldn't work for the same company for six months. So depending on how that works legally, it, it depends on how they would be able to come back and work with mm. um, Rose Bruford. So um, that's very much up in the air and something that tutors specifically are like very angry about, I think. And that honestly, it breaks my heart because I, I do genuinely believe like so many of the tutors did have our best interests at heart. It mm. was just a case of the situation and like how everything was running out they didn't have enough hours in the day to be able to actually support us in the best way that we have been promised um Mm. from the start and it was so frustrating seeing that and then this happening and then obviously in in a way all of those people that have been promised even um contracts for this next term like and even like directors from this past term still haven't been paid um so it's a big big mess with all of that and we just hope that there is some way of being able to incorporate those people that we've grown to know and have grown with us into the next stage of 
Um, it may be not even for our training in the next few months. We're hoping that there might be something from Rose Bruford for us, but obviously we're technically finished because mm. we've handed in all of our, well, we've nearly handed in, apart from our dissertations, all of our work that's actually marked. We were just going to have a next production and workshops and things in this next term. Um, but for the second and first years and the MA students, I really hope that they're able to incorporate those staff members mm. in some capacity. And have, has anyone managed to reach out to any of the, the the staff that have been made redundant to to speak to them from their side? Um, well, we're seeing a lot of things on social media from staff who are coming forward, but um, our Alra email accounts were blocked from 4pm yesterday and the staffs were actually blocked, I think, um, straight after the call at 9am for them. So... Um, a lot of them haven't been able to get in contact with us. We don't really know what's going on other than via Twitter, really. Yeah. Um, and seeing some of the things that have happened. Um, I I spoke to um, the caretakers who run our school, actually. I was leaving. Um, my house just is opposite the Alra building. And the Alra caretakers, they've, they're a couple from Wigan who have worked here for six years and spoke to them it was it's so emotional it's actually horrible people's lives just being uprooted like this but they were um brought onto a meeting at 9am where the participants were muted it's like a webinar they weren't allowed to talk right. and within 10 minutes they were told that they were being made redundant um, and then they were asked to come in, change the codes to the doors and hand in their keys. And and that was that, really. Now, with these doors being locked, obviously, you've, as students, you've got things there. Have you managed to, you know, I take it the things are still there, that personal items of yours. So are you going to be able to get those back? Because as we all know, you know, you've got books, you've got clothes, you've got equipment. And again, that's another expense so yeah. are you going to be have you been told you're going to be able to get all that back I think so I think there is a way in which we will be able to get them back Good. but I don't know when that will be I think as well the, the hard thing is is um the fact that they've pulled down like our one drive and things like that which had all of our um like scripts audio files like all of our um submissions for assessments anything obviously because of covid but i think in general all of our anything that we had to do we had to upload it onto our OneDrive to be assessed or to keep the storage but they basically said to us you've got 24 hours get it or lose it and that's like our work like you know a lot of things i mean fortunately a couple of our um year group went in on friday and pulled all of our audio files off um one of the computers because we didn't have them um but that was before we even knew that our was closing but if we didn't do that then we wouldn't have had any of our like radio files and stuff so i think it's been kind of trying to gather all of our information and what emails do we need and what emails don't we need you know we have feedback emails and assessment emails and all of those kind of things um which, you know, if we didn't get them by four o'clock yesterday, then we don't have them anymore. So that's been a bit 
difficult. But I think in terms of actual belongings, I think there's a way, I think there was something in an email which said we can email someone and they'll open it up for us or, right, or okay. something like that. Well, that's, but it's, that's good. That's good to know. But it is the reality that some students may have lost audio files and certain bits of work. I'm sure there Absolutely. will be people that have lost things. Which is I know that, devastating. That's all your hard work over the years. It's I can see it's really emotional for you. Liam, sorry you were gonna say something, mate. No, sorry, it's just we're just with um I think Vicky just mentioned as well, like obviously so much of our training has been our year specifically and well, I guess did well all the years now currently, but ours um our first year was interrupted by the pandemic at the end of our second term. So we've had like, you know, in and out online for obviously a while. We went through all the lockdowns online and obviously in a very like um, kind of <laughs> a very physical training, um, very kind of experiential training, very practical. Uh, that's obviously extremely difficult. And then we all pretty much all of our resources were on online um like I said, I'm doing this course this week so I was in from 9am yesterday and absolutely no chance for me to get anything off any of those drives let alone like people's download space on their their you know their computers and stuff like one of my friends was like I've literally sat on my laptop trying to get everything and it just can't handle the amount of stuff I'm talking like all of our accent support work all of our you know practitioner work videos that we've done like writing um you know we we tried to have a lot of writing creative stuff like over that time I don't know how much of that people got to get but there definitely will have been a lot lost on that I can't for the life of me think right now what I might have lost yeah, um I have saved I try and save everything I've got but there will have been so much uploaded by some amazing amazing um kind of practitioners that we've worked with um and you know hopefully maybe we can get into contact with them in in time and, and get them back somehow. But, um, you know, I, I tried to get some off yesterday and it seemed like they were already shutting it down when I was trying to get it off because there were certain bits that I couldn't access and that was like 12 p.m. So, right. you know, if it said 4 p.m. like and then it was vanishing earlier than 4 p.m. within within 24 hours notice as well, it's like, um, feels a little on brand, but also at the same time, it's just another like, come on. Another, really? yeah, another blow, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and as a collective, as 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 students, have you managed to sort of come together and talk and have meetings about sort of what what your next steps will be and how's everybody feeling? Is everybody checking in on each other? Um, it's been quite overwhelming, actually. The amount of support and how to navigate that and how to get it to everyone has been really tough. I mean. I'm not the only one that's been probably spending eight hours a day on my laptop trying to download information, put it onto some, you know, we our website went down. So the first thing that people wanted to do is get their spotlights out there and get their photos out there and, and that kind of stuff. So we set up like link trees and there was other companies like Jam and Trouble House that set up their our like pages for us on their websites. So there was a lot of that. And then, we we didn't know what to do with all the information so the best thing that we've done is like created a facebook group chat with like print screens of everything that anyone has found online anything that we think will be valuable so we've just got like a whole bunch of like messages 
from from people in the industry and then in general you know we've had a couple of meetings with um with the year group about talking about things that have been put on and I think in general everyone is just feeling a little bit overwhelmed with it like it's so lovely and inspiring and like nice to to have all of that support but we're just a bit like oh my god there's like so much where do you start a lot lot to process I'm sure yeah Yeah. but hopefully you know it's heading in a a more positive direction than certainly what it was a few days ago for you which is why I wanted to sort of uh, speak to you you know now when it's when it's so current and I'm sure emotions are running quite high but I think it's really good that instead of reading you know certain tweets and threads online that people you know, listen to this, you know, hear from the students who are there. Um, I think it's been um, hard as well because we're actually on our Easter break at the moment. So um, a lot of people have gone home or are living on their own in Wigan to work. So to actually get like all of the students together um, has been difficult and can be quite isolating for people just having to meet up on Zoom rather than meeting with their cohort and being together and um I've been speaking a lot about it with people and I think a lot of us are sort of resonating almost with the idea that it feels like a breakup (laughs) almost um and we don't have any closure and so much has been left unsaid and unanswered obviously our training was majorly disrupted by COVID and I think a lot of us were hanging on thinking okay well things will be organized workshops will be done our our training will be accommodated for and now it's just sort of ended so abruptly and we've we don't have that closure and we don't know who to hold accountable for it because um Alra and the higher ups and as an institution we don't know who sits on that board we haven't been formally introduced and I think there's a lot of anger within us as to and we don't know who to aim that towards right now yeah of course and a lot of unanswered questions but yeah you've you've got the questions but you don't know who to ask because you don't know who, who's who, is Alra? Yeah, who, who is, is, is Alra who is Alra <laughs> we've been asking for three years who is Alra right well we need all, all of us together we need to start a new podcast called who is Alra and <laughs> 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 over the seasons we'll try and do some in- investigative journalism and we'll find out <laughs> who is on that fucking board <laughs> um, guys um, go on sorry I was just going to say, yeah, I was just going to say it's funny because in the last council meeting, we were like, we need to speak to someone who can actually give us answers. And they were like, okay, we'll set up a board meeting for all the year groups to speak to the board. And then they, and then the school closed. It's just so funny. I mean, it's not funny, but it is. (laughs) The final, they were like, yeah, we'll see you now. But obviously they knew that they were never going to see us. I mean, we know this already. But it's very shady, isn't it? I mean, yeah, 100%. It's just like some faceless leech that's just taken Mm. everyone's money and, like, run off, giving us no answers. It's, it's, I think, everything I'm... I'm, The focus now is is just trying to ride this wave of support and the unity of it, which feels beautiful and scary and, and lovely that everyone's banding together. 
that's the best thing we can do I feel like I've kind of written about this online but creatives artists of all sort like we know what it's like to kind of be swatted aside a little bit as an industry and therefore when one of us falls it seems to be that everyone is there to you know to pick up and that's absolutely amazing I think with a bit of time when we processed it I think upset will come much more uh, anger will come much more from that upset I think stories will start to come out inevitably um but I think yeah there's kind of two areas to handling it isn't there? there's this, the unity and the support and what we do going forward for ourselves as creatives and as actors and yeah um human I mean, beings I and mean then, the, the, the thing is sorry to interrupt you've you've yeah. you've you've got years you've got years of feeling unsupported and being on a rocky road <laughs> trust yeah. me it, you know at your training that's the time when it you know you can fail you can make mistakes but underneath it all you're completely supported with your training and that's just been so precarious for you now we are running out of time we've got uh, only a few minutes left so i just want to go to vicky and jenny and then to sky and then to lynn if you've got any sort of last thoughts because i don't want it to cut out unless i want to end it in a, in a, a nice way i think my major last thought is that um we are completely overwhelmed in the best possible way at the amount of support and the level of support that we have received. And it's really important that we receive that, the PGs receive that, the foundation and the other BA students receive that too. And I, I'm not 100% sure on the level of support that they're receiving as yet, <clears throat> because obviously we're very focused on the wonderful offers that we've been receiving. Mm. Um, but honestly, it is amazing. And I, yeah, and thank you to Rose Bruford, obviously, for stepping in and Absolutely. trying to sort this absolute mess out because it <laughs> is a complete mess. Um, and we are so grateful for it. And we we have received so many message over, messages over the past few days. I mean, I know that me and Sky in particular have been like trawling through a lot. We've been conversing a lot. Um, and I run like the Aura North Twitter and all sorts. So it's been quite quite a lot, but we are getting through everyone and we will respond to you in time so please keep your doors open for us because we will be messaging you and we will be um taking you up on your offers brilliant well um, said. i just want to thank you craig for this platform and for allowing us to come on and speak our truth um obviously our as a, as an institution is closed but um i think specifically i just want to shout out um that we need to support regional theatre and northern artists um, and we need to start levelling up the playing field for opportunities between south and north. Um, I just, I, lo- I love the north so much and we deserve to be hers. Absolutely. Well said. Sky. Uh, yeah, I wanted to say about how sad it must be for people that were supposed to come to Aura in September and no longer have that space anymore. And if there's anything that people can do, drama schools can do, or I don't know what that opportunity might look like for them now, but um, I know that's probably a really hard-hitting fact. And it's the same for foundation students that have gotten to the BA for Aura. They can no longer come to our anymore and I just think that's really sad I know how long it took me to get to drama school and I know how much it means to everyone to be here and and so in a way I feel really fortunate to be in the third year and to have the opportunities that we are getting because it's not going to be the same 
for anyone else. So, um, yeah, thank you for every, everything and thank you for having this platform. It's been really nice to speak to everyone. Looks brilliant. Liam, closing thoughts? Yes, thank you so much too. Uh, I just want to thank every single person for reaching out. Like Vicky said, please keep doing so. Um, I definitely felt so much faith restored in the past few days in this industry. We've been in a place that's felt like it's crumbling around us for a while now. So to feel that net, you know, not the net that we thought it was going to be, but the net that actually we maybe needed it to be in the end um, has been beautiful. So going forward, like I'm just very, very grateful, very excited to see those opportunities um, and also looking for some accountability in whatever way we can find it because yeah. I think it's what people deserve. And I think if it's if anything can be learned out of this for any other institutions, other drama schools, you know, in our industry, it needs to be taken. Conversations need to be had that are difficult. But someone is behind all of this. Someone has made this happen. And, you know, people do deserve justice. And if there's a way that we can make that happen, then we should pull together and do so. Brilliant. Liam, Sky, Vicky, Jenny, thank you so much for coming on. And why don't we check in together again and do one of these in a few months' time and see where everybody's at and see if we can um, unmask who is our... Uh, until then, <laughs> guys, um, yeah, look, stay strong, stay as positive as you are being and, uh, and in time I'm sure we'll, uh, you can be able to process this. But yeah, thanks a lot. I'm going to get this out to everybody as soon as possible. All right. Thank you. Thank you, thank you so Cheers. much, thank you. You're welcome, guys. Thank Take you. care. Yes. All right. Look after yourself. You too, guys. Bye. Bye. The Two Shot Podcast is presented by me, Craig Parkinson, recorded and produced by Thomas Griffin for Splicing Block. Our music, our brilliant music, is courtesy of Then Thickens. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>